0: Well, thank you Lord, thank you Lord for your goodness to us, thank you Lord that you're here with us, thank you Lord for the, for the time that we had singing together and for the nearness of your presence. Lord I pray that you'd, you'd continue to bless us, that we would that hear your words to us this morning, we'd hear your truth, Lord you'd uh, help us to um, align ourselves with who you are and to follow in your ways, King Jesus. You're welcome in this place. Yeah. Amen. Um, just before I get onto my, onto my notes. Um, this morning I, I was reading in Psalm, Psalm 16, it's got this beautiful verse. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And, and I kept on picturing it. So if if, we're, uh, if it says at your right hand are pleasures forevermore, that means that... You know, you can imagine, you could almost like imagine God on, on your left, right? So if He's on your left, he, so you could even imagine right now, like you could close your eyes and like forget everybody who is around you and go, okay, I'm imagining like God at my, at my left hand. So I'm on His right hand. Pleasures forevermore. Isn't that cool? So Lord, yeah, I pray also that you bless us with pleasures forevermore, because it sounds so awesome, especially as we come into Christmas. I love pleasures forevermore. Um, it's, uh it's been a few weeks since I've actually spoken, and so I really want to thank um, uh, people that have been speaking over the last few weeks. We had uh, Matt, Matt Mansell, and then we had uh, Zoe Jay, and then Christoph last week. And so I really thank you. Thank you for, uh, for what you shared and for the messages that you've brought. As uh, as you might have picked up, we're into the season of Advent, and I reckon I was thinking about this yesterday. I reckon that today there'd probably be thousands, thousands of people all over the world uh, speaking about peace, because the second on the second Sunday of Advent, uh, and this Advent, you know, is this time of preparation and, and reflection and thinking about thinking about Christmas and the lead up to Christmas. All over the world, churches will be churches like us and all kinds of different churches, all sizes and shapes and everything like that. We'll be thinking about peace. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be thinking about. And I couldn't really decide about, you know, which, which of these two photos I liked more. I quite like the emergency button because I sort of like imagining, you know, you're in an emergency and you press this button and it's peace. Or oh, I quite, just quite like that, eh? Like <laughs> if, if you have photos taken this season, eh, just eek, smile, peace, peace out. If, you, if you're lucky enough to receive a, like a Christmas card or a Christmas message, then uh, chances are it'll, it'll say something like this. One of the most well-known, perhaps most famous of Christmas phrases, peace on earth. And it comes, from, it comes from Luke, comes from the chapter two of Luke. And I want to give a bit of backstory before we dive into it. Though Mary, who you might have heard of, Mary and her fiancé Joseph, they have travelled all the way from their hometown to to Bethlehem. And and it's not because they live there, but because Joseph's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, King David, uh, was from there. And they had to to be in, in Bethlehem to register for a census. They're not from there and it's a busy wee town and, and they can't find somewhere to stay. And Mary happens to be pregnant, like she's fully loaded. It's always kind of a weird thing, eh, when you say fully pregnant, like as if you can be like, you know, partially pregnant. Um, I have been pregnant, just if you want to know uh, that bit of information. Uh, not in reality, in my dreams. Anyway, there's a long story. We don't need to go there. <laughs> All right, oh man, embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrass myself. Mary's pregnant, not like me, okay, and, and, and she's Jew. She's Jew. Her Jew date is imminent, right? So stressful, but stressful. This is crazy times. So let's read from Luke, Luke 2 6. Oh man, you know, I've got to get used to that. I've got a monitor right in front of me. This is amazing. At some point, we'll get it mounted on the ceiling and it will be even more amazing. All right, so Luke chapter 2, verse 6. How you doing, Mum? Hope you can hear me all right. <laughs> I'll get a message in a second. <laughs> all right. Reading from the Bible. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognise him by this sign you'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Ah, yes, look at that. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You might've heard that story before. In some churches, during Advent, candles are lit each week to represent the themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. And so I've got a candle here today. It's a watermelon, which is very traditional. (laughs) Some of you don't believe me. Anyway, so I'm going to light this. I'm going to light this. Look at that. I've got a magic flame. Here we go. This is our watermelon of peace this morning. (laughs) If you're ancient of days like me... (laughs) I'm not the, the ancient of days, just to be clear. If you're ancient like me, you might, might remember a song, Peace on Earth by you 2 Give me a wave if you remember that song at all. There's a few of you, okay, old people. And, uh, and, the, and it was written in the aftermath of, of, a, of a bombing in, in Northern Ireland that killed 29 people. And, they were, and this, is what they, this is what the words say. Sick of sorrow, sick of the pain, sick of hearing again and again that there's gonna be peace on earth. So you can imagine, eh, like written, written after another, another terrorist attack. Uh, the lives of families, like, you know, broken. People just, people killed. So they released it in 2000 and then uh, it became um, quite popular actually in the aftermath of, uh, the, of 9-11, of the um, terrorist attack in the US. And we get what they're saying, eh? At peace feels like a, like a fragile thing, you know, like this watermelon candle. It's funny that we light a candle. It feels like it's a, like a fragile thing. When, uh, when Tessa and I are lucky enough to go out for dinner, you know, sometimes you go out for dinner and there'll be a candle on the table in front of you. And without, without fail, one of us will breathe it out. Well, you know, because I'm funny and I'll make Tessa laugh or she'll make me laugh and, and we blow the candle out and it's all that it takes. The, the, the candle goes out. And it's like this, peace. It feels like a, it feels like a fragile thing. <clears throat> As I was preparing, preparing for this Sunday, I, was, um, I had some ideas. And so I was searching through my computer, you know, because I knew I had some notes. And, and I discovered that two years ago, I was preaching about peace. <laughs> In December, 2021, on the second Sunday of Advent, and I don't know if you remember. Two years ago, it was a long time ago. I remember it pretty well. It was it was the week that the government government announced that we're going to be shifting into the traffic light system, and uh, you know, to try to stop COVID spreading and all that kind of stuff. And at that time, there was you know, loads of loads of fear. There was loads of anxiety. There was a lot of sort of antagonism, even between people. And we went into 2022 like really not knowing what to expect, and it was hard, you know beginning of last year was hard. So let's not dive into that too much. And even even today, people, many people, even you know in our church family, all around the world, many people are in difficult situations, and uh, you know I was joking about Mum before, but Mum's not here because she's in hospital, and she's been in hospital for a week, hopefully out tomorrow. I'm praying that she comes out tomorrow. Um, you it's know, not, not just Mum, a lot of people are facing hard situations. Mum and Dad. Uh, and I've been thinking, um, probably many of us have all been thinking about the wars and the conflicts overseas. Um, I've been thinking and learning about Israel and Hamas and Gaza, and and it's it's just mind-blowing to think that um, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, the town where Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, is now, is today a city in uh, West Bank, Palestine. And I, um, I read that there's quite a, few church, quite a number of churches over there who are not celebrating Christmas this year because of, uh, because of what's happening. But peace, peace on earth. What did the angels mean when they sang about Jesus' birth and said, peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased? Is, is this peace, is it, is it just an ideal Something that we kind of imagine could be true. Something that might happen in the future, or or is it real? Is it something only for the future when we when we pass away and we look forward to resting in peace? I love that phrase, rest in peace. <laughs> I want to rest in peace now, <laughs> while I'm still alive. Yeah. Or, or is it, Or is this? Or is this peace? Peace on? Earth, something for now? Is, it, is peace something trivial? Is it fleeting? Is it? Is it fragile? Is it like this candle? My watermelon candle. Well, Tessa's watermelon candle. <laughs> Tessa, I just claimed your candle. Or, or is it? Is it strong? Is peace strong? Is it substantial? Is it something that we can actually hold on to? Generally, when we think about peace, we, we kind of think about it in two ways. One, we, we might think of uh, sort of inner peace, the peace that we feel inside, that, you know, tranquility or or, you know, that nice feeling, it's sort of you know, the opposite to fear or, or anxiety. Or we might think when we hear peace, we might think of uh, probably what Bono was getting at in, in the U2 song. The absence of war, absence of conflict, a peace between people instead of conflict. But there's, a, there's another kind of peace and that's where I want to head today. In the Bible, uh, in Hebrew, there's a Hebrew word that is, is translated peace, and it's shalom. And, and this shalom, it's a beautiful word, and, and I've said, you know, I've talked about it before, so some of this might be kind of familiar. But it's a word that has a, has a deep and rich meaning: completeness, soundness, well-being of their total person, security, contentment, prosperity, the absence of war. Tim Keller, uh, who you might've heard of, he he said, said, we can think of Shalom like like a tapestry. He said, God made the heavens and the earth like like a garment, a fabric with nearly infinite number of entities, like threads woven interdependently and harmoniously together, under, around, through all the other entities. All the threads have to be woven together. Only then is the fabric beautiful useful and strong. Shalom, tapestry. So right back at the, at the beginning when God created all things, including humanity, including Adam and Eve, and, and they were in the Garden of Eden and it was perfect and it was wonderful. Everything was how it was meant to be. It was good. Over and over it says in Genesis, it was good, it was good. Adam and Eve and God, Adam and Eve, Father, Son and Holy Spirit together. And there was no fighting and there was no conflict and they didn't feel any fear. And they didn't feel any anxiety and, and there was no brokenness. This is, this is Shalom. This is a picture of Shalom. And it all flows from, from that connection, the, the perfect unbroken relationship with God. You can imagine it like God is, is, the, central, is the central thread through the tapestry. The, the thread that holds the whole tapestry of Shalom together. But then, but then with the fall, Adam and Eve turned their backs on God. They rebelled against Him and this, and this fractured that perfect relationship. They introduced tears in the fabric of creation. You thought I was gonna say tears in the space-time continuum. eh? some of you did. <laughs> <laughs> tears in the fabric of creation, and Shalom was lost. And then this leads to downstream loss of peace. Straight away they experience fear and they are afraid of God. Uh, they they experience so they experience fear and 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 we experience fear. We experience a loss of internal peace and they experience conflict with other people. They had conflict with other people. If you know the story of Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel, and Cain murders Abel. They had conflict, a loss of peace between people. And we have a loss of peace between people. The loss of peace that we have with God, that loss of relationship we have with God leads to a loss of internal peace and and a loss of social peace. In, In the tapestry of Shalom, God holds it all together. He is the foundation that everything rests upon. You know, if you could imagine an archway and you have the keystone of the arch and God is the keystone of the arch. When the angel sang glory to God and the highest to heaven and peace on earth to to those whom God has pleased, they weren't making something up and they weren't singing about some kind of idealised set of circumstances. They were singing about the reality of Jesus' mission and and what He did. In in the Bible, the usual meaning of peace is is not not general peacefulness with prosperity and trouble-free life. Peace means the end of, of enmity and warfare. Again, this is a drawing from Tim Keller, who, who says that the most fundamental and important peace is peace with God. Peace on earth to whom God is pleased. Peace on earth to who, to those whom God is pleased. You know that phrase that we get on our Christmas cards means that we can have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. Yeah, you know, Paul writes. Paul writes a lot about this in, in his letters, and he says in, in Romans. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. This is a beautiful beautiful passage, but I'm going to skip skip ahead a few verses to verse 10. For since our friendship with God, (laughs) God at my left hand. For since our friendship with God was restored, By the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. But this is quite hard language, isn't it? Enemies with God. You might be thinking, I'm not an enemy. I'm not an enemy of God or... I didn't used to be an enemy of God. But the way the, the, way the Bible sees it is, is that whenever we are hostile to God's lordship over us, we are behaving like God's enemies. Just like Adam and Eve in the, in the garden. When they triggered the loss of shalom and of creation, they rebelled against God. They became God's enemies. But God still loved them. God still wanted to be near to them. And we all actually need to come under God's rule and reign. We all need to receive Jesus as our Saviour and our Lord. He is our Saviour because he, he died for us, so we can be friends with God. He is also our Lord whose leadership, whose leadership we follow. Our King to whom we give our allegiance, whose words we listen to and, and do our best to obey. I had to add and do our best because man, I know that I fail all the time, but I'm doing my best as my intention. So we can have peace with God, but this doesn't mean that peace is not something we experience internally or or socially. My candle's still going, I'm doing well. (laughs) We we can experience peace internally and, and, and socially. There is a peace from God that we can experience in our hearts and minds. Read Philippians 4. We can experience God's peace in our hearts and minds. And and Jesus says in in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers are those who work for peace. He says, because they will be called children of God. Also, 2 Corinthians 5 talks about how we we become ambassadors. We are ambassadors of, of reconciliation. Reconciliation of people with God. And also, this connects to reconciliation with each other reconciling people to God, and in doing so, people are reconciled to one another. So there's internal peace and social peace, and these all flow from that highest form of peace, which is peace with God. One day, God's kingdom will be fulfilled. It'll be completed, and then, and then we get to, uh, you know, this complete and perfect peace is gonna be the reality, and, and until then, we're sort of like tasting. We're tasting, we're going, oh, this tastes good. We taste, we taste that future shalom. Man, we're tracking all right today, aren't we? This is great. You, you might have heard of a, of a guy with a, with a great name, Horatio Spafford. Yeah. 150 years ago. Yeah, why isn't anybody called Horatio these days? I wish I'd thought of it two and a half years ago before our son was born. It'd be Elena and Horatio. <laughs> can always add it in, eh? Anyway, 150 years ago, Horatio Spafford. And he wrote a, f- a famous hymn that we've sung a lot of times, It Is Well With My Soul. And if you know the story, I'm gonna tell, tell you it again. So he was, a, he was a successful businessman in the States and had a lot of money, but they had invested, uh, the whole family, they'd invested their money in, in property and then uh, the great fires of Chicago roared through and, and they lost most of their money. They were were Christians and uh, Horatio's friend was D.L. Moody. He was an evangelist and a a preacher in Europe. And so they decided to uh, head over to join D.L. Moody. Uh, There was a few different reasons, but Horatio's uh, wife and four daughters ended up going over to Europe ahead of him. And they're crossing over the Atlantic Ocean uh, and and their boat, their ship hits another ship and sinks and 229 people were killed. That was on the 22nd of November, 1873. So a few weeks ago, it was 150 years. His four daughters were killed, but his wife, Anna, survived. And she sends him a message when she gets to, uh, gets to England. And she goes, um, I can't remember, it was something like, um, ah, you anyway, know, she, she sent him a message saying that she survived. And so then Horatio, I can't imagine how he felt, but he, but he, but he journeys over the Atlantic. And, and the story is that just as he passed the, lo- the point where the ship sank, he wrote these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I'm sure that he was grieving in this moment and I'm sure that he was lamenting. You know, he was, his four daughters he wasn't like singing, oh, it's all okay. <laughs> you know, I've put this alongside U2's song. Sick of sorrow, sick of pain, sick of hearing again and again there's going to be peace on earth. Apparently a, a few years after U2 um, released the song, they sang it again, you know, and it was in the aftermath of 9-11 and, and Bono instead sang, uh, sick of hearing again again that there's never going to be peace on earth. It doesn't mean that we choose one or the, one or the other. <laughs> like we go, we go through hard times, we go through difficulties, but, but the point is like we, we can have this anchor for our soul, right? It is well, it is well with my soul. Peace on earth means knowing without a doubt that it is well with my soul, that we have peace with God, which is their highest form of peace, that we can be reconciled to God, that we are reconciled to God, that we can have friendship with God. And all this is because of the baby born in in Bethlehem who is the the Prince of Peace, is the Prince of Peace. Uh, At the beginning of the service, Zoe read read the Scripture. From Isaiah 9, 6, I'll just read it again. For, For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. Will never end. This peace that we have with God will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Amen. Are we okay to sing that song this morning? I've asked uh, Matt, and Stu, or maybe just you, <laughs> just you, to, to lead us in this song. Not the U2 song, <laughs> which is good too, it's been stuck in my head. <laughs> to lead, lead us in it as well with my soul. And, and as we sing it, as we sing it, let's come before the Lord again and give Him, give Him our lives. With everything that's going on. Maybe, maybe, it's the, maybe it's the good stuff, or maybe it's the, the challenging stuff with everything that's going on. Or if you're, if you're here today and, and you haven't given your life to Jesus, then now is a good time. You can have peace with God, your Creator today. And if that's you, you can simply pray and, and, you, and you can talk to Jesus and, and say that you'd like, to give Him, you'd like to give Him your life, that you'd like for Him to be your Lord and Saviour. And we'd love to pray for you. And, and so actually, as we, as we stand and sing, I would invite you to come, come forward and stand at the front and we'll come and pray with you. Also, as we sing, there, there might be people here. You might be here today and actually you're going, it's great, peace with God, but I'm, I'm, I feel anxiety. I feel a lot of fear at the moment. And I'd, you know, I'd love to stand with you and pray for you and, and to invite God's peace. His uh, peace that comes and fills your heart and your mind. We can come and invite the Holy Spirit to do that for you today. Or, or you might be actually facing conflict with other people. And Christmas time is an interesting time, isn't it? Gets families together. <laughs> Often the ones we fight with most are our family members. Oh, I wasn't actually. Uh, I was not looking at you, Nicholas. <laughs> Well, if, if you're kind of, if you're facing conflict with other people, then. <laughs> That's really annoying. I was not even looking at you. <laughs> now we've got something to sort out. She's trying to stir it up. She is. I thought we were actually in a good space, but oh, well, two steps back, one step forward. Eh? <laughs> but if you, if you, uh, if you are facing conflict this morning and, and uh, you want, People to pray for you and to see peace in that situation. Or perhaps you're kind of going, I, I want to be a peacemaker in the situations. I want to flow with peace. Then I'd love to stand with you and pray for you. So why do we stand? Thanks, June. First in the First that's yeah. The Lord, thank you for thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are the you are the Prince of Peace. Thank you that you made, you made the way possible for us to come into, into friendship with God, that we can be at the right hand of, of God, at God's right hand, I mean, that we can be at God's right hand and the pleasures forevermore. That you invite us into like a perfect, perfect friendship where we're, where we're not separated. In fact, Jesus, you, you went as far as anybody could go so that we would not be separated from the love that God has for us. We thank you for your peace, Lord, and and even now as we sing these songs, Lord, I pray that you'd flood this house, Lord, this church with your peace. Whether people are at home, at hospital, overseas, wherever people are, that they would know your peace this morning, God. The assurance that they are loved by God, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.